Best in our Bill of Rights is the freedom to hear uncensored ideas and opinions, to think your own thoughts, and to say what's on your mind. We couldn't have liberty without it. Now, more than ever, it's good to spout off, to listen, debate, and participate. Here's your host of Spouting Off, commentator, columnist, and all-around rabble-rouser, Karen Cataline. Well, welcome everybody to Spouting Off. I'm your happy host, Karen Cataline, and I've got to do a special welcome to all of the Salem Radio Network stations that our show is now available to across the country. Uh, This is a milestone for us. We've been doing Spouting Off now uh, for five to six years in a variety of different venues, and we are expanding our reach, we hope, God willing. And uh, so we welcome those Salem stations across the country. Uh, So if you haven't heard our show before, spouting off is usually a very negative, pejorative uh, kind of uh, slogan, meaning that someone is running off at the mouth, not knowing what they're saying, saying gibberish or just talking, talking, talking. Well, I'm a talk show host and I do do that sometimes. But spouting off is to say what's on your mind uncensored. And boy, could there ever be a more timely uh, timely time to say what's on your mind uncensored. Sure, we believe in diplomacy, but uh, we're living in times where people are being encouraged to uh, shut up, sit down, mind their own, not mind their own business, just mind their own opinion or have the opinion you want them to have by censoring dissent. Not acceptable, nothing America American about that. So, uh, in our first segment, we have a, a very special guest. I know people always say that. This is one of my favorite guests, uh, a prolific writer, writes for thestream.org. His name is John Zamirak. We'll be welcoming him after the first break. But boy, oh boy, <laughs> there's never any shortage of things to talk about. And yes, there was a leak in the Supreme Court decision uh, and just in less than a week, uh, the left has has lost their cookies. Now, apart from the question of who leaked the uh, decision, and it's hard to imagine that the leak of this decision, it being that uh, Roe v. Wade will be would be struck down after something like fifty years, it's hard to believe that that decision would in any way leaking it would help conservatives in any way. Uh, It's easy to see how leaking the decision would help the left. This has their fingerprints all all over it. Who knows who did it? And, uh, you know, these days I, I don't believe any, if they said the sun were coming up in the morning, I'd have to go out to my window and look. So apart from the whole leaked question and whether this is a perfect opportunity to rally the women's vote over the single issue that the left has made their cause celeb for women, they just make an assumption that if you're a woman, uh, you must, you must take the op- opinion of being pro-abortion. Never mind the fact that in recent weeks, they don't even know what a woman is. They can't define one. You have to be a biologist to determine 
to define what a woman is. So here's the question I have for you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with all of this, because boy, oh boy, you can only spout off. (laughs) There's tons to spout off about when it comes to abortion. This is among the most emotional issues in the last 50, 60 years. But isn't it about time that we rethink the left's reasons for why uh, they, for what they give is why they're so in love with the idea of abortion? And frankly, I don't think that's overblown to say they are in love with abortion. My God, they lit up the Empire State Building to celebrate abortion up to the time when a baby is coming down the birth canal. That made a lot of new pro-lifers, let me tell you, as did the Virginia governor who said it was perfectly okay to set a baby on a, on a, a counter somewhere after birth, uh, make the baby comfortable. My God, you know, he's not a, uh, a torturer and, and, and sit and decide whether that baby deserves to live or not. This cheapening of life uh, is, is exactly the slippery slope that they told us didn't exist. That being said, uh, why are they so in love with abortion? The reasons they've given are that it's about freedom or body autonomy. Well, they've proven, especially in the last two and a half years, that they have contempt for freedom, contempt for body autonomy, especially when it's your freedom and your body autonomy. They have no regard for that. Uh, if if the last two and a half years of a debacle of 10 days to flatten the curve has taught us anything, it's that they used it to uh, usher in a new era of you will do as the government tells you, even if it offends your religious sensibilities or if it's an experimental vaccine that they're finding that in many cases is deadly to some and damaging and uh, uh, damaging to others. So it couldn't be that, could it? Is it about women? Well, we already covered that. Is it really a women's feminist issue? They have tried desperately to say that abortion is all about a woman's right to choose a woman, 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 and women are being told what to do by men. Uh, Of course, they never talk about the history of eugenics that abortion is fraught with. They never talk about that. They're even now, and there's there's no truth to that whatsoever, that abortion is a women's issue from the very people that cannot decide that, that believe that men can have babies. So that one is thrown out. Now they're trying to make it a racial issue because tying your shoes today is a racial issue to the left. And frankly, if we're all white supremacists, if the entire country is racist, then how can they call out anybody for being one? Since when is Trump or DeSantis or any Republican, anybody they've they've uh, smeared with the racist moniker, why should we be outraged by that? When the entire country has been smeared with the racist moniker. Uh, furthermore, as an aside, and I do, and I do have them, uh, that's how you erase anything in the leftist lexicon. Call it racist, you get to erase it. Uh, I have coined the frame, the term e-racist, meaning you want to erase something, you want to erase Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, 
even Abraham Lincoln, call them racist. They don't care if it's true. And you get to uh, erase our history, uh, uh, blow up our statues, topple our historic monuments and topple America simply by calling it racist. That's what works. Unfortunately, it has worked all too well. So let's go back to my question. It's time to rethink what their reason is for why they're so in love with abortion. I wasn't always pro-life, but I am now. And it was their radicalism about it. Most Americans do want some restriction on abortion, but they would tell you, the left, that all, all Americans want abortions up to the time of birth. That is preposterous and, frankly, just plain not true. Well, here's part of my answer to that question. We have heard a lot about depopulation. We've heard a lot about transhumanism, which is a very nice word for men merging with machine. Now, some of this, ladies and gentlemen, is speculation because I mean, we, we see a lot of, of people who frankly grew up watching too many B sci-fi movies. That's their problem, you know, or maybe they were watching Mike Myers and his little mini me wanting to control the world with, um, I don't know, we have these evil, maniacal characters, even, you know, the Great Reset and all of that. There is this nihilism that has shown its reared its ugly head today, which seems to almost uh, not even hide the idea that they are cheering death and uh, scoffing at life. So I put it to you, ladies and gentlemen, and you can write to me and tell me if I'm off base here. Honestly, we do uh, record this show live and then it is made available to lots and lots of people across the country. But you can write me because we're the side that doesn't we're not afraid of dissent. So you can write me at Karen at KarenCataline.com. I'll give you the speech about my name being Karen another dot time. I'm the... um, I'm the middle-aged woman who, uh, middle-aged white woman who complains a lot. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's their love of death, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it is. We got to take a break right now. And when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Guns America. We'll be right back after this. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? 
Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askandemma or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college. Learn new instruments. Start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Gnarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline got her parents to name her Karen before she was born so she could grow up to be a punchline. Now here's more spouting off with Karen Cataline. Well, welcome back, everyone. To spouting off. Uh, and I'm Karen Cataline, Mr. Producer. Do we have our guest available to us? I didn't get a text. So I'm hoping that we have our guest available. Uh, so he, our guest, oh, we haven't got him yet. So we're going to get him. I'm. Uh, sometimes that happens. This is live radio, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about him so I can gush a little bit because I don't think it'll take long to get him. His name is John Zamirak. He's a senior editor at The Stream and author of the new book, 
called Politically Incorrect Guide to Catholicism. He received his BA from Yale University, his MFA in screenwriting and fiction, and his PhD in English. He was press secretary to Louisiana Governor Mike Foster and a reporter and editor at Success Magazine and Investors Business Daily, among others. Uh, And he's author and co-author of at least 12 books. Um, Hopefully we'll have them. But nevertheless, I'm going to go on with what I was saying, just in case we are not able to get him here. Uh, And that is, what if this obsession that the left has with abortion has everything to do with They're being obsessed with death over life. Now, I realize that is pretty much of a a radical notion, but let's look a little bit at what they have been, this, this radical left, which controls the Democrat Party, what they have been uh, doing for the last two and a half years. Uh, They... Under the guise of of creating terror and fear of going outside, the lockdowns, the forced vaccinations, the robbing people of their liberty, all under the guise of um, uh, we want to protect you. We want to protect you. Uh, That's just absurd, right? And what we saw is their hospitalization, uh, what has happened in their hospital, uh, hospitals all over. I'm I'm thinking of hospitalists. That's what they're called. Forgive me. I was just trying to think. Hospitalists, uh, which were dictating and directing for people. What kind of treatment was going? Uh, people were going to get apart from um, uh, treatment from their doctor. So we've seen a corruption in the hospital process, in which I, I guess the best example. And we do now have our guest, and we have given you his bio. And so uh, I'm going to just finish this thought here, and we will welcome him to the program. Um, And that is that under the guise of protecting people, we saw Andrew Cuomo, he was not alone, sending COVID, which everybody was terrified of, into the most vulnerable populations. And he still has not been held accountable for that. Thousands of people died. The grandmas that they threatened us that we would lose if we didn't put on a rag on our face. They are the ones that killed grandma. This is still an outrage. And there have been outrages and offenses against human life uh, in ways that I never thought I'd see in America. That includes uh, this this full-out love affair with abortion. Remember when abortion was supposed to be safe and rare? Well, it isn't anymore. Uh, I am delighted to welcome my good luck charm whenever I'm doing a... New program. His name is John Zumerak. I already introduced him to our audience from the stream.org. Welcome, John Zumerak, to Spouting Off. 
Thanks, Karen. Sorry, I was finishing off another show that went a little long. Um, that is okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we talk about, I, I, I think we need to start calling it what it was, the blue state nursing home genocide. Yeah. Because it wasn't just New York. It was California. It was Wisconsin. It was Connecticut. It was New Jersey. Most of the big states run by Democrats seem to have done a coordinated effort to dump COVID patients in nursing homes, the most vulnerable population, the one group of people who would almost 100% guarantee to die of COVID, fragile, vulnerable people in nursing homes. They dumped COVID patients there while leaving hospitals empty. In New York, you had the Javits Center set up as an emergency hospital, never used. Samaritan's Purse set up an enormous hospital in, in Central Park, never used. The USS Comfort sent by Donald Trump, never used. So while they said they were desperate for hospital beds and used that as the pretext to dump COVID patients in nursing homes and murder thousands of Korean War veterans and grandmothers, in fact, there were empty hospital beds everywhere. It was the most transparent lie. And people ask me, well, why would they do that? Why would they do that? And I have to say, they needed more death numbers. They needed to spike the death statistics in order to feed the COVID panic so that they could shut down the economy, so that they could create lax balloting, so that they could steal the 2020 election. This is why I love you. <laughs> Because you never mince words and you put everything together. And that's kind of the way I think. And I started this program, John Zumerak, by saying it's time to stop believing the reasons the left is in love with abortion. Uh, we were told well, before oh, we get that- off on abortion, I want to finish on this issue of COVID. OK, please, that there please is. Do. I'm not just connecting strands in the air. There is evidence for this. Yes. When the COVID crisis was announced, uh, Wesley Smith, a pro-life ethicist, bioethicist, did a column in National Review revealing that Joe Biden had picked his go-to man for the for the COVID crisis. His 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 main advisor was someone named Ezekiel Emanuel, the brother of Rahm Emanuel, Obama's mm-hmm. political fixer from Chicago. Ezekiel Emanuel calls himself a bioethicist, and he was going to be Joe Biden's go-to guy on COVID. Well, Wesley Smith found out Ezekiel Emanuel doesn't think anyone should live past age 70, and that life after age 70 is not worth living, and he goes so far as to say that we should not give life-saving medications to people over age 70. So this man, Ezekiel Emanuel, who favors euthanasia for 70-year-olds, is Joe Biden's main advisor on COVID. And do we think it's a coincidence that in all the blue states, nursing homes are filled with COVID patients to wipe out the nursing home population, thus accomplishing the euthanasia that the Biden's advisor had already said he was for, and therefore spiking the COVID deaths so that they could have mail-in ballots and ballot harvesting and steal the 2020 election. And I'm rob sorry, citizens I, I think of it's their 100% liberty. 100% true. 
It is 100% true. I, as you know, uh, uh, fled the state of Colorado that has a monopoly of power uh, in all three branches of state government to move to Texas. And in Colorado, the same exact thing happened. And none of these leftist governors have been held accountable about the most they did was accuse Andrew Cuomo of some kind of nebulous sexual uh, uh, inappropriateness because maybe he wasn't playing ball with the left the way they thought. They accused him of being an Italian straight guy. They they were shocked, shocked to discover that he was a heterosexual male. And was acting like one. And so they threw him out of office, but right. they cleared him of any responsibility in murdering tens of thousands we gotta take of grandmas a quick break. and three war veterans. John, John, can you hold on? We're going to take sure. a quick break and we're going to connect this up with the love of death because it's real. You're listening to Spouting Off and we'll be right back. Are you tired of the same old snacks? Looking for something a little healthier than that bag of chips or candy bar? Even your average bag of trail mix these days is little more than peanuts, raisins, and candy-coated chocolate. Not very healthy, is it? Allow me to introduce you to White Mountain Munchies. Made from 100% all-natural ingredients, White Mountain Munchies combines unique flavors with nutritional value that will tingle your taste buds and strengthen and sustain your overall health and wellness. Eating good never tasted so good. From Maggie's Maple Madness to Hannah's Heavenly Harvest, Grayson's Getaway Goodies, and our limited edition Christmas blend, Jacoby's Jolly Jumble, White Mountain Munchies offers nutritious and delicious snacks that the whole family is sure to love. Pick yours up now through our easy-to-use online store at whitemountainmunchies.com. White Mountain Munchies, non-GMO when you're on the go. Share healthcare. How can I help? I missed the deadline. Um, what deadline? The healthcare deadline. I'm locked out. We don't have any deadlines at Share Healthcare. You can enroll with us at any time. Oh, but can I afford it? Share Healthcare programs start at $149 a month. Less than $5 a day. Can I keep my doctor? Absolutely. Pick your own doctor and hospital. Amazing. How do I join? Just visit ShareHealthcare.com. ShareHealthcare.com. Hey, so what's a great way to spread awareness that driving high is illegal everywhere? A catchy song, of course. You can run, or you can't drive high. You can run, or you can't drive high. Friendly reminder, don't drive high. If you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them. But I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives. But he was there beside me. And my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. 
Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Wouldn't it be great if life came with remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Or that time you forgot to roll up your windows in the car wash. Fantastic. Yeah, a remote control would have come in handy then. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome. But pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes like managing your weight, getting active, stopping smoking, and eating healthier, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. It's easy to learn your risk. Take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Life doesn't come with a remote control. So you're on your own with the wasps. You have the power to take control of pre-diabetes. Visit doihaveprediabetes.org today. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Your daughter doesn't want to talk about why her room is a horrible mess. Your son doesn't want to talk about why he's wearing mismatching socks. Your spouse doesn't want to talk about their bad haircut. Families don't have to talk about everything, but they should talk to plan for an emergency. Pack basic supplies in a go bag, water, canned food, flashlights, batteries, medical supplies, IDs, and some cash. Talk about where you'll meet in case you lose one another. And of course, don't forget to pack the dog treats. Talk to your family and make an emergency plan. Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 to make your family's emergency plan. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Karen Cataline puts the Judeo in Judeo-Christian. Now back to spouting off. (laughs) It's really... I'm glad you heard that, John Zamerak. That's been one of mine for a while, and I'm glad we got you. <laughs> I'm glad so you we got bring that. the you bring the bagels to the party. <laughs> well, you know, I hope John, they're pumpern- I hope they're pumpernickel <laughs> bagels with locks and and uh, uh, red, on- red red onions and capers. Well, if if you, John Zamerak, eat a corned beef sandwich with mayo and white bread, I may never speak to you again. <laughs> I had, no, I've never had anything like that. Um, you know, down, when I moved to the South, everybody thought I was Jewish because I have—I I don't have enough vowels in my name. Uh, I, I'm kind of fast-talking, <laughs> north northeastern, you know, smarty pants. Yeah. They just That's assumed right. I was Jewish. It's hilarious. Nah, you're a New Yorker, and in some cases, that appears yeah. to be the same thing. You're an honorary Jew. Every New Yorker is an honorary Jew the way the the Jews in Rome are kind of honorary Catholics. It's funny. Oh, well, that's good to know. That's good to know. (laughs) Um, It's it's very funny because, uh, you know, Jews and Catholics, they they do have the guilt, you know, in common. I wrote a column about this a long time ago where I said it was the difference between Irish and Jews. And I said, Irish feel guilty about sex and Jews feel guilty about black people. Really? And so when you look at the civil rights movement, it was full of Jewish, well, Jews you know, Jewish civil rights Jews feel guilty about everything, though. I mean, Even, uh, see, I, I, was, I was thinking maybe sex was the one area. Like, 
Woody Allen and all the all the comedians. I thought maybe <laughs> they don't feel the same sex guilt that we do. We Irish certainly no. don't feel any race guilt at all. <laughs> you know none. what? I, you know, it's a good point. Um, I I don't think Jews feel the sex guilt quite. And these are all, of course, generalities. I yeah, talked to some uh, Italian Catholic talk show hosts over the week, and we just have so much fun comparing Catholics and Jews. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's true. They don't because, you know, it's a mitzvah to uh, know your spouse on Shabbos. So uh, there is. Right, that. right. Yeah, anyway, I mean... let's let's get back to slightly more serious talk topics like i don't know life and death stuff like that well i've got a piece at stream.org that i hope a couple of pieces recently that i hope everybody will read one of them i hope so too one one of them is called the central pro-choice argument hold on i want to get the exact title here the central pro-choice argument comes straight from psychopathic torturer of poor women, the Marquis de Sade. Mm. And mm. the basic core feminist argument for abortion, there are two. One, that you have absolute autonomy over your body and anything it produces. And that a fetus is no different in principle from a fingernail or from a feces that you drop in the toilet. I've heard feminists make that argument. And the other argument is and this is one Ruth Bader Ginsburg was using quite recently before she passed away, that abortion is necessary so that women can have full equality with men because men can walk away from the results of sex, and without abortion, women can't. Now, both of these arguments were invented, and I mean literally invented for the first time by the Marquis de Sade in the 18th century. He was a, a rich, perverted aristocrat who used his money and power to kidnap and torture poor women who had been driven to prostitution. He wrote psychopathic books that defended rape, incest, child murder, cannibalism, Satanism. For some reason, some very perverse thinkers have found the Marquis de Sade inspiring rather than repulsive. Jean-Paul Sartre and his girlfriend, Simone de Beauvoir, both found Sartre, found the Marquis de Sade to be a major important philosopher. Simone de Beauvoir is the mother of second wave feminism. Her book, The Second Sex, is what made feminism in its current variety intellectually respectable. She campaigned for legal abortion in France and succeeded. Her art, she wrote a whole book in defense of the Marquis de Sade. It's called Must We Burn Sod. She wrote a whole book defending the Marquis de Sade, and she adopted both his arguments about abortion. He was the first thinker since ancient Rome, the first thinker since ancient Rome, to, dis- to argue that abortion was justified and should be perfectly legal. And these were his reasons. Simone de Beauvoir picked up those reasons and put them into the second sex. All mainstream second-wave feminism picked it up, and pretty soon Ruth Bader Ginsburg was quoting it in her Supreme Court opinion, straight from the Marquis de Sade. You know what, John? You point out something. I was going to refer to your other piece called In the Beginning, Abortion Was Murder, but I'm so glad because you write a lot on this. You write a lot on everything. You're a prolific writer. Everybody should go to stream.org and read John Zamirak because he, he writes great stuff. 
um, you point out something so fascinating, which is that when they want to do something truly evil, and we're seeing this today again and again in a variety of different venues and a variety of different issues, they put a pretty face on it and they call it liberty and they call it freedom and they call it health care. So now you're saying, well, we need this because this is the only way that women can have equality with men. Uh, Speak about that a little bit, about this constant... Uh, these are the people that want to dictate freedom of uh, dictate what's true to us when they can't tell the truth about their own motivations. Right. The same people who want you to have to present a vaccine passport to get a burger at TGI Fridays think that a woman's bodily autonomy extends to so far that if a child accidentally survives an abortion, she can insist it be killed anyway, even though it's outside the womb. So her bodily autonomy covers killing a baby outside the womb, but not sitting down at TGI Fridays for a burger unless she has a a vaccine passport. Riddle me that, Batman. (laughs) I'm laughing, but they're actually running around uh, uh, protesting and doxing Supreme Court justices' homes right now. And they're going to protest churches on, of all day, Mother's Day. Yes, they try that at my church. I will break someone's jaw. I will drag someone's face along the sidewalk. If he attacks my First Amendment rights, that's what the Second Amendment is for. I'm serious. Do not try this, people. You will not like the outcome. And and Jen Psaki would not condemn the doxing of Supreme Court justices. I want someone to find Jen Psaki's home address and put it on the Internet. And I want protesters outside Jen Psaki's house, not for one weekend, for the next 20 years. Jen Psaki should not be able to live anywhere without protesters outside her home. We have to fight fire with napalm. If they're going to do this, we're going to do it, too. They're not going to like it because we're the ones with the guns. I'm just, you know, there's such a thing as righteous anger, and I'm glad you're at least one Christian who, and there are many more, who are tired of being nice. These are words. These are not, uh, you know, this is what I'm saying. Legally picket her home. That's what I'm saying. That is perfectly legal to picket on a public street. If they can do it to Supreme Court justices, we can do it to White House press secretaries. They need to know there are consequences. We are not just going to sit here and turn the other cheek. Because guess what? When Jesus said, turn the other cheek, He was talking about a minor insult to your personal dignity. He wasn't talking about murdering babies by the millions. He wasn't talking about imposing tyranny on an entire country. He wasn't talking about cutting up baby baby fetuses and using their parts to to attach them to mouse brains in, in tedious Frankenstein experiments like the NIH has been doing at the University of Pittsburgh. He wasn't talking about genocide like China's doing in, in Xinjiang province in, in uh, East Turkestan. Uh, Jesus was not a pacifist. Gandhi was a pacifist, which is why he told the Jews not to resist the Nazis. Christians mm-hmm, resisted true. the Nazis. We beat the Nazis. We conquered them. That's John Zamirak, ladies and gentlemen. Tell us about your very latest piece. Is that the one about the Marquis de Sade and where people can find you, follow you, and read yeah. your stuff? I'm back on Twitter for the moment. Let's see if that lasts. John Zamirak on Twitter. Um, 
But really, I write, I produce five red pills a week for stream.org. Um, so if you go to stream.org, you're going to find a lot of good reporting and commentary from a conservative, ecumenical Christian point of view. Yeah, um, and it's wonderful stuff. I was prepared to take issue with you naming your uh, fictional conversation with Obadiah, the lefty is Karen. But you know what? In your case, I'm willing to make an exception. Well, I'm sorry. You're not the stereotypical Karen who wants to speak to the manager. I feel bad. You maybe should change your name to Karenna or something. No, no, no. No. See, um, I submit it's a very racist thing because uh, they say it's a white middle-aged woman who complains a lot. And I cop to that. Except that what if her name was uh, Shaniqua? Then then no one would use that name. John hey, look, my Samarak. name is John. Dear John, John. letters, they call prostitute <laughs> customers John. We gotta they run. call the I'm bathroom sorry. the John, you know? <laughs> we gotta go. We'll be right back. Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Maybe you need an objective opinion from someone other than one of your friends or family members. Ask Aunt Emma. She's a former therapist who will give you terrific advice. But whatever you decide to do is always up to you. That's right. Get anonymous, private, and confidential advice on matters of communication, love, and life. Find Ask Aunt Emma on Facebook or at liveadvice.com. That's facebook.com slash askandemma or go to liveadvice.com. And you can connect with Ask Aunt Emma directly at an affordable rate per minute. Ask Aunt Emma. The rest is up to you. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. Every MyPillow is made with passion here in my home state of Minnesota to ensure you get the best sleep of your life. One of the things that I really like about MyPillow is the support. It gives my neck a little hug. I've never slept better in my life. What's better than a great night's sleep? Call or go online to take advantage of my best offer ever. For a limited time, when you use your promo code, you can get premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now only $29.98. With our 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Sleep well, America! Call 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM, R-A-M. That's 1-800-867-0416 and use the promo code RAM. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Look through your children's eyes and you'll see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. When they discover the forest, their imagination is inspired by the smell of pine, the crunch of leaves beneath their feet, the sound of birds calling out for attention. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating forest world. You are the hero in this book. This is a memory being made. This is what they will laugh about years from now. These are the roots, grounding and nourishing them. 
Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Then look through your children's eyes and discover the magic all around you. That's discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Put a frog in a pot of boiling water and it'll jump right out. But put a frog in a pot of cool water and slowly heat it up, that frog will boil. As a metaphor for us and all that we go through as veterans, it's a story that rings true. We learn to endure the heat in silence. We apply what we learn to life, the bills, the job, the family, things we're expected to handle with ease. When life heats up around us, we just try to stay afloat. We let the water boil. Reaching out isn't easy, but you've never been interested in easy. You join because you are not afraid of hard work. You are not a frog. If you or a veteran you know needs support, don't wait until the water boils. Reach out. Find resources at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Sign up for Karen's newsletter and read her columns at KarenCataline.com. Now back to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. And welcome back to Spouting Off. We're so glad to have you along. And I just have some final comments for this edition, and I've got some time here. I would be remiss if I didn't wax philosophic about what happened this week when we were treated, treated, I tell you, to the notion that the government is now going to create and has, it isn't really a bureau. It's not a DGB. It's, it's a working group, ladies and gentlemen. It's no real big deal. Don't worry about it. It's called the Disinformation Governance Board, which many people, thank God they're saying this, are calling it the Ministry of Truth. If you had said five years ago, 10 years ago, this is what the left would lead to, that and more, they would be giving drugs to five-year-olds, telling them there is no boy and there is no girl, uh, giving shots to little kids without their parents' permission, and then calling those parents domestic terrorists when they squawk and say, you know what? I don't want my kid being taught such nonsense or being sexualized or groomed or on and on and on it goes. You would have been called a conspiracy theorist. You would have been told, you know what? You're a radical. The left aren't communists. You know that 
all in the family thing, saying that the left is communist, the radical left, which now controls the Democrat Party, you would have been called a conspiracy theorist to be told that they're going to one day create a disinformation governance board, a ministry of truth, truth, the likes of George Orwell's 1984, Brave New World, you name it. And yet, here we are in 2022, having to justify why this is not a good idea. President number 44 is telling us that he's a purist on the First Amendment. Oh, yes, he's a purist on free speech. But, you know, certain opinions are dangerous. Uh, It's dangerous. They threaten democracy, having an opinion that doesn't comport with what he thinks. What he doesn't tell you is who gets to decide what ideas are dangerous. Well, the great uh, John Kennedy in the Senate had a little discussion with Kenneth, with uh, Alejandro Mayorkas about the woman that everybody has been watching her her Mary Poppins videos, and he and here's what he said. Uh, here's what Mayorkas said to reassure Kennedy that trust us, we're not going to take away your rights. Go. The working group does not have operational authority or capability. Its purpose is to make sure that the work that is underway in protecting the homeland that has been executed for nearly 10 years is done within guardrails according to policies and standards that ensure that that work does not infringe on people's fundamental First Amendment rights, right right of privacy, civil rights, and civil liberties. Right. Yeah. The government's going to tell us what's true. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? I ask you, when in the history of these great United States of America has dissent debate, disagreement, discussion, and difference of opinion, how funny they all start with D, been a threat to the republic. No, Uh, the government being in charge of what's true is the greatest threat to the republic in the history of these United States. And the doublespeak, the gobbledygook, the garbage, this Mayorkas, who Kennedy is such a Southern gentleman, isn't he? He lets us know (laughs) that he thinks Mayorkas is a nice guy. The doublespeak of telling us we have to take away your rights in order to protect them is pretty much what we've been getting for the last two and a half years. Uh, It reminds me of one of my favorite all-time great movies, The Godfather, in which the mobsters assure people at a table this. How do things ever get so far? I don't know. We're so unfortunate, so unnecessary. Okay, that's not quite it. I'll tell you what they said. I'll tell you what he said. He said, uh, Bodzini said, after all, He's entitled to take a profit because, after all, we are not communists. (laughs) That's what he said. So the mobsters are re are are assuring us that they are not communists. 
They're going to track you, but they're not going to track you. Did you see this week that the CDC bought your cell phone data so they could make sure that you were staying locked down as the government required you to do? They want to track you, follow you, decide what, watch what you buy, but trust us, we're not going to take away your rights. Um, That is the double speak that we have been treated to. And now I'm going to tell you what the bright side of that is. We are shining a light of truth on all of it. Um, it it's a small, a small uh, uh, present, but when you get a little bit uh, upset about what we are watching, remember that people are being exposed now. Now we are seeing the real truth of who they are. And that means people on both sides of the aisle, we are seeing that. So um, I say, bring it on. Uh, I Do you believe, you can write me at Karen Cataline, Karen at KarenCataline.com, do you believe that the Republicans are going to stand up and put an end to this despicable disinformation governance board or the Ministry of Truth? Uh, you do that, and liberty is over, God forbid, in the United States of America. Call your congressman, call people on both sides of the aisle, and make sure they know that uh, this cannot stand. Lots of things going on that this can't stand. We are delighted that you have joined us for this edition of Spouting Off, and we'll be here uh, for you and standing up for America. So, Spouting off is a good thing, and keep on spouting off.